Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rap Chat Podcast. Now, before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, remember to comment, and also subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating, and also please leave us that review. You can check us out on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the Rap Chat Official, where we post things all Rap Chat and Raptors related. We are your hosts, Luke Dick. Elias Eldridge. And Sam Kenny. Now... We are excited to be back here with yeah, you guys man. again today. Second week of NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, second week of uh, Raptors basketball. A positive, a positive week. Two and one um, yep. at the time of this recording. There's no game tonight, right? Yeah, there's no game no. tonight. Yeah, exactly. okay, so be a game. Uh, well, there's, well, there's a game tonight. There's a game tonight. There's, yeah, there's a game tonight. Awesome. Yeah, there was yeah. no game, yeah. Um, but two, it's yeah. just, you know... I, we have the Hawks tomorrow. I mean, we'll talk about it at the end of the podcast. That'll be a fun one. Same, be, uh, I'm excited similar for records. They're only one of us in the standings. Well, so. and it, it's... The young teams right now are really good, and I, I haven't I've yet to watch the Hawks they're and Dejounte good. Murray on the Hawks. They look good, man. And um, there remains only one undefeated team in the NBA too, and that's the Bucks, isn't it? Which is yeah. I would not have. They definitely played really well because of the Bucks, but well, they, they also got, they got they Chris look, Middleton back, man. Like, yeah. they, they, oh, is, he, is he playing? Do you, you play one? Not only he's back yet, is he? He's not back. No, no. Oh. no I don't. I was gonna say I don't. Oh think damn! So. I thought he was. Which back. makes it even crazy. Like I don't even think they've looked. They got surged though. All no. that good and, and but, uh, uh, Giannis yeah. averaged thirty-eight points. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. 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 Usually, usually can stave off some uh, injuries if you've got that guy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think. Uh, but you know, anyways, yeah. So like some good, some bad. Exactly, and um, you know, it's. I think there are certain things out of the last little bit of Raptors basketball that I would have expected, and a couple of things that I wouldn't uh, wouldn't have expected. So we were we're gonna get into that. So Sam, why don't you give us today's schedule? Okay, for today, we're going to start off similar to last week. We're going to do a thing we liked from this week, one thing each, and one thing each that we disliked from this week. So we're talking about three games for the most part, Miami and the two Philly games. Um, We're going to give an overreaction to the first two weeks. So kind of like a hot take, but we're going to overreact to something we've seen from the Mm -hmm. Raptors. And then we'll do our player of the week, like always, and we'll do a little looking ahead at the end to the next couple games. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So one thing we liked, Elias, you probably uh, you go, You're excited for yours. I don't want you to go okay, first. yeah, I am excited for mine because I just, I was just thinking and I put it down and I didn't look at the stats and I looked at the stats after and the stats make me look like a genius. So wait, before, <laughs> so, we, before we head ah. into this, let's say just we're, we're talking about the Miami game the, the, Philly the two game. Philly games. Yep. This is what we're, yes. this is the games yeah, the that, yeah, these are the yep. references of what we're talking about. Yep. So, I know there's we know we know there's a Hawks game tonight, but uh, like when this podcast will come out tomorrow, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, and we're not talk- well we're not, we'll talk about, but we're not talking. We're not going to delve into. When the we're games. referring to things, it's those past three games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this stat does not refer to the past three games. This refers to the whole season, but it's a trend that I really liked in the past three games, and it's the Raptors' late game play, specifically their late game offense and. Uh, if I'm, I'm looking at clutch time stats right now, and in clutch time, which is on the last five minutes of a game that's within uh, five points, the Raptors have the highest offensive rating in the NBA at one, 142, which is six up on the Spurs, which is second. And <laughs> yet, this is a like this is a small sample size, yeah, obviously. That, this, this shows how early it is. In how early it is? Guess <laughs> number three is the Jazz. Oh my um, god! And then four and five makes sense. Hawks and Suns. But and the Raptors do not. And make the Spurs sense. are second. Yeah, Spurs so, are second. Yeah. And then you get the uh, Pacers. Um, but the Raptors though have four games of a sample in clutch time, which is uh, among the most out of any team in the league. Four of our six games we've played clutch minutes. 
Um, and we've won three of those four games. So our offensive rating is extremely high. And it's being done in a non... Me and Elias had a conversation about this. Um, our clutch... And you can see this as a good thing. There's negatives and positives to this. But our clutch time offense is very different from the traditional end-of-game mm-hmm. offense, right? You think about... And our substitutions late late game, too, have been interesting. Like, what mm-hmm. happened the other week? It was... Uh, I think it was in the... Was it the second Philly game or something? We, we, were, we subbed out... Uh, I think it was we subbed out Gary... For Chris or something Chris, like that. Yeah, and Precious, and Precious has played clutch minutes um, as well. He played clutch minutes in the first game. But like, it's those like substitutions game, yeah. that that are so interesting because you just don't <clears throat> see other NBA teams make decisions no. like that. It's like normally when the the team that you like, I guess the traditional thing is you go five, you start your five starters and then your closers, yeah. right? And you're gonna just you're gonna, no matter what's really going on, you're gonna keep those guys closing to the end of the end of the quarter whereas Rick Nick Nurse is really not afraid to sub in a guy for the last two minutes of the fourth yeah. quarter you know well you know that no matter what you're getting Pascal Fred and OG or I think are your three even though we all I think we can all agree that Scotty's probably a more important player to this team than OG mm-hmm. I think OG's always going to close because of his defense mm-hmm. Scotty's almost always going to close and Gary's almost always going to close you but you, you could see and Fred's always going to close mm-hmm. but you could see Precious and Chris get in there but what I really want to highlight is the Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet two-man game because mm-hmm. that has been our clutch time offense. With Pascal as the ball handler. With Pascal <laughs> as the ball Very rarely never with see Fred that. as the ball handler. And because most teams, like I was going to say, a lot of the time they just do uh, isolations with their perimeter, their best perimeter scorer. Mm-hmm. And I think the Raptors are, like, uh, I'm also looking here, we're looking at clutch time assist percentage. Uh, it's percentage of your baskets that are assisted on uh, in that time. The Raptors are fifth with 71%. So... We're seeing a lot of basically Fred screenings for Pascal. Pascal gets a mismatch. He is undoubtedly going to get doubled because he's playing amazing. And even if he's playing bad, you're still going to double him. Mm-hmm. And then he's uh, either taking his time and like kind of beating that and scoring it on his own. Or most of the time, he's just making a great a read. Right. And we've seen Gary hit big threes. We've seen OG hit big threes. Fred's hit big threes. Uh, we've seen him hit Scotty down low for uh, easy dunks. So... Um, I, I think the clutch time offense is really, and you know, it could be a drawback that you relying like as for as good as Pascal is, he's not, he's not Jason Tatum, right? So it could like come playoff time, right? When defenses really lock in, could that style of clutch time offense be difficult? It could be, but I'm really, I don't know. I thought that was really positive. And just one other thing, their defensive rating in clutch time is also in the top five as well, top five lowest. So that, that, doing that it on both I really, I can really, really get yeah. behind. And just to build off of what you're saying, Sam's and what you just said about mm-hmm. Pascal, that first Philly or it was no, yeah, the first Philly game we, we won mm-hmm. second one, we lost in the first Philly game that we won. Pascal had 25 and 13, Yeah, but he didn't really score a whole lot in that fourth quarter. He didn't even score. In, I don't think he scored in the second half that whole game. Exactly. Yeah. But what was interesting though, is it says, okay, so right here, he was seven for 16 Fifty uh, percent from three, four for eight. Yeah, right. Like he hit him all in the first in the first quarter. <laughs> exactly, but the, the 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 point is there is that with those with that with those thirteen assists, I remember he didn't even really have a whole lot of attempts in in the second half either. He was really creating for guys because they yeah. were they were doubling yeah. him. He took five they shots. They were tripling him exactly. Like they nine assists exactly. And the only he he had a couple attempts. And they were they were short. They were like those little spin, like the mm. spin move that's close to the basket, kind of a little push shot. 
Um, but he was being doubled in every single one of those, if not tripled. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were only coming up short. And it's like I those they were great shots. They were they were they were uh, true to his game. Mm -hmm. And I was not mad about any of those shots. And then you see, like yeah, like he was he was. 25 and 13 that's a double double yeah um and those points again coming in the first half but they pascal commands the defense mm -hmm. right and so that's what makes it important right because then again then you look at somebody like gary and that allowed somebody like gary yeah. to have 27 yeah. points and he had 21 game. in the second half and exactly. i think uh against philly especially when pascal has a first first half where he's shooting the lights out because it's harder for him to drive inside in games against Embiid and stuff like that mm -hmm. so he's having a first half like that where they're forced to double him on the on the uh, perimeter, and it's hard. It's, that's that's when it gets hard for him to score because he's being doubled in the perimeter. And then if he does get inside, you got Embiid down there to yeah. beat you. So that's when he's really good at creating for everybody else because he has that. He has so much space. Everybody else is all spaced out because they're all focused on Pascal on the perimeter and inside. So yeah. it's it's very good to see when he does that in the first half. No, definitely a positive. You guys, your thing you liked. Um, what I like so far is uh, how Nick Nurse has incorporated Christian Coloco into the mm. NBA. Um, I think you you drafted him thirty third overall, and uh, I still like. I think by the end of the season, like he probably won't, he's not going to have consistent minutes the entire season. I don't think. I think once we get like Auto back and stuff like that, um, we'll see his minutes kind of go down. He's be more of a situational player rather than a consistent rotational player. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the way that Nick Nurse has used him and has kind of thrown him in the fire and said, "Here you go, go learn." It's been really good for his early development, and uh, I mean, I think his his defense has been unreal, especially mm -hmm. as a rookie. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's getting steals, like blocks, man. Blo too. Blocks, like blocks, of course. But the, the steals was really impressive. I mean, just getting his hands in every passing lane yeah. he can, and uh, he's fought for a couple jump balls. Yeah, and, and guarding on the perimeter, like he's he's a legit perimeter defender right now. Like he's not he's not a poor one. You know what I mean? As a as a really raw twenty one year old rookie. You expect him to not, especially as a seven-one center. You don't expect to be anything on the perimeter. You expect him to be like Rudy Gobert on the perimeter, where just that's nothing. But he's actually shown he. It's like I'm not going to say Evan Mobley. He's not that good at all. But he has he shows uh, flashes of similarities in terms of perimeter defense as Evan Mobley. And so I like how Nick Nurse is just kind of telling, like showing him he's not scoring at like at all. He's had like probably 12 points all season. But Nick Nurse is saying to him, he got that one really awesome steal and then a, a fast break dunk off of that yeah, wide yeah, open. That's yeah. the one that sticks out to me. That was in the second the first, first, first Philly game. First yeah. Philly game. First Philly yeah. game. Um, yeah, and I just think like, because especially when you're a rookie, you, you think, oh, I only scored two points this game. Coach won't like that. But he scored like 12 total points this season. But Nick's saying the things you're doing are super right. Like you're doing everything great. You're letting the game come to you, especially defensively. And he's throwing him in the game and kind of validating. His, what, he, what he's doing you know I feel like a lot of rookies get uh, very thin ice mm. and if they play bad for a game then coach won't play him for a few games that just kills their confidence right. but Coloco he had like he's shown flash he's shown serious rookie flashes where he's made mistakes but Nick's still playing him and just being like hey it's all good and Nick so. is not that kind of coach though like Nick, Nick is really like uh, the farthest thing from the traditional coach that does that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he's definitely willing to bet on guys because if you look at the guys who have been the, the best for us, they're guys who had to work for absolutely everything that mm -hmm. they get on an NBA court. Yeah. So he, he understands that Christian's going to be the same way. Um, I've been really, I've just been happy to see him out there because like, we just know that we missed rim protection last season. Mm -hmm. to, like, and that was the, that was obviously, but that was probably like the biggest takeaway that we that we had from the ending of last season in terms of defense. We, see, we, we need somebody. It doesn't have to be good, but we just need somebody exactly. just to be there, you know, just, yeah, 100%. To, just to make people adjust their shots down low. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, and Christian really, 
Um, he shows the flashes of being able to really provide that for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, like it's not every play. You know, there's there were times where I was getting extremely frustrated because Tyrese Maxey would have like just a just open layups, like just 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 an easy little an easy little underhand layup over and, over Christian, yeah. and I'm like, my guy, like that's him being a step slow. Yeah. Like, exactly, and it's just thing, it's yeah. just frustrating because and how you, many guys as athletic as Tyrese Tyrese Maxey are you seeing in college? Exactly, right? like yeah. you don't you don't yeah. he hasn't realized how quick you have to switch in the NBA as opposed to college, where in college, like all these guys are. You know, stubby six-one white guys. You know, like it's and there's less spacing, so there's like, less it's spacing. hard to get downhill. But then, yeah, we have a guy like Tyrese Max. He was like an elite NBA player at this point. Um, you have to be, you have to be there way earlier than you think you do because you're just not used to it yet. Oh so yeah, 100%. That, that'll come once he gets more comfortable. But yeah, no, I think uh, I think the way Knicks approach Coloco so far this season is really cool. Yeah, to see. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely unexpected too. Especially because yeah. you have a win- like you see that on 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 like bad teams like you, like Orlando's playing Caleb Houston. He's a second round pick. You see like all that kind of stuff. But on the on a winning team like the Raptors, you don't see these late draft picks right. playing playing right of the gate. Mm-hmm. But I like how Nick's doing it. That's that's just kind of an ode to our development, how we develop players and how we can find these late gems because we actually yeah. use them. So. Well, and I, I forgot what I was gonna say, but then I, I remembered now. It's like I think also we have this mindset that um, the Raptors in general are a fairly young team, so I feel like. E- <sighs> There's no, there's no real uh, comparison. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can say like, oh, why isn't Christian, you know, playing uh, as as good as as some older player, and that's why we're gonna not play him in favor of of somebody who's older. But I think like the fact that our team is just so young in general allows a little bit more sympathy for making mistakes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because we understand that every single person who's on that court right now had to go through a period of just not even playing at all to just making every mistake that you possibly could when you're out there mm-hmm. to now these guys are actually scoring, you know, like, look, look, Pascal, he's 27 points per game now. Like, it's, I mean, obviously the small sample size, but it just goes to show that I don't really, I just don't really think Nick is is worried about stuff like that because he knows, like, all the the trials and tribulations the other players who are the best on the Raptors had to go through mm-hmm. when they were just even just a slight bit younger than Christian. And I think what you're saying, like, and, and like this is this reminds me of this as well. It's like, I guarantee you, there are teams that that do the feet to the fire thing and and it doesn't work well for players. Because I think one of the one of the main things is is they like we talked about this last week is they don't invest in their guys. So yeah. they're doing feet to the fire, go in there and do and and play well. And they're expecting them to play well. And if they don't, they're not gonna they're gonna bench them. Yeah. Whereas what what I what I picture seeing is going on in, in, under the Raptors organization is it's feet to the fire, Christians out there. They are grinding film after every they're watching every single possession that Christian was on. Yeah. They're going and doing that those exact um, same repetitions and 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 practice drills with him in his individual workouts in every practice. Like yeah. I, that's yeah. that's what's the the difference maker is. Yeah, and it's having that that long term mentality, that very yeah. strict long term mentality that teams like the Raptors, the Warriors, the Heat have mm. with their players, um, as opposed to teams like like Philly, for example, where yeah. they have a very short term mentality. Where like if you're not gonna help us win now, then we don't want you. The Nets, you know, the, the Nets, Nets, another perfect one. Example. Um, so yeah, I think I think they got really got to give credit where it's due to these mm-hmm. these organizations the Spurs is another one where you bring in guys that you you don't just think will help you win right now but they'll help you long term right and you have to be very strict with that you really got to invest yourself into these players yeah and uh, a lot of teams don't do that but the Raptors do and it really works so. and I think as a fan as well that makes NBA more entertaining because I can watch 
when our team isn't winning a championship, our games aren't unbearable to watch. And it, like, like for example, I don't, I don't mind watching the Spurs play. I don't mind watching some of these younger teams play. Like even, even a team like, I mean, maybe this isn't the greatest example, but even a team like the Rockets, like they're fun to watch. Exactly, they're not, they're not bad to watch because you know that. I'm watching young talent, and you, and you get to and, yeah, and they're and, like they're letting them like be free and letting them, and but like, you, and you can just tell like they're invested in them, right? Where like uh, you watch uh the the, the Hornets, yeah, they're a young team, yes. but they don't invest themselves into the players, no. like exactly, like, perfect they're, example. They're investing in Lamelo Ball, obviously. The Kings are kind of low key another example. The Kings like are kind of like too. that too, yeah. Um, where you just you have you draft these guys, but like the Raptors look at it as with OG, we took him twenty third. But like any other team takes OG at twenty third, they're like, okay, he'll be a three and D wing for us. Raptors like, we don't know what his ceiling is. Yeah, no one's right. telling what his ceiling yeah. is, so we're just gonna put everything we got into him. Here's our only draft pick right. that year, you know. Malachi Flynn, we're trying. But here's our only draft pick that year, so you're trying to put and as much as you can into them. Just, just to say, Malachi has been unbelievable for us in the small for, amount of minutes. For, he for has. the fact that he just never know when, never, never knows when he's gonna play. Like when he's randomly goes in for five minutes, he's showing a lot of maturity. Yeah, and oh, like yeah. I think I think and he's, he's he's like I think he's undoubtedly looked better than Banton so far. Yeah, too. and I think uh, twenty five other teams NBA. If he was drafted by them, he wouldn't be in the NBA right now. Yeah, I think he'd be yeah. he'd be out of the NBA. Well, uh, yeah, Malachi. Yeah, yeah, I'll, maybe Malachi's a, Malachi's kind of a weird one because part of me feels like maybe like on a personal level maybe he wouldn't be, but I feel like sometimes he'd be better off on another team. I think he's NBA level yeah, talent, yeah. but like, just the way the Raptors play, yeah. like his play style doesn't That's really match. That's kind of how I feel about him too. But like, say like a guy like. But I think I think a lot of teams would have given up on him way too soon. Yeah. Oh no, even, most definitely. Or even Pascal yeah. Siakam. I'm right? saying, I mean, maybe maybe if you trade him right now, because he has a little bit more of a reputation now. Mm. But I'm saying, right when he gets drafted, if he gets drafted by 25 different other different teams, like this, if he dropped by like the teams I mentioned earlier, the Raptors, Heat, you know, they're he's good. But if he gets drafted by Hornets, Kings, Nets, Philly, he's probably out of the league right now. Oh yeah, because they yeah. they're not going to invest in him, and he's the type of guy you need to invest in to get the most and, out of him. And the Raptors need to invest in their players, right? They don't. Yeah. Like, we're not going to yeah. get anyone in free agency. Like no, exactly. Maybe who knows? Ten years down the line, but right now, like we are not a free agent destination yeah, in any not. sense of the word, right? right now, so, Otto Porter was a yeah, one the biggest, of biggest free, signings, second biggest free agent sign of all time, right? Mm -hmm. So well, and even just Kamari like the, the pandemic mm -hmm. accentuated this too, because I mean. I don't. I'm not going to speculate on whether or not there's a not going to be another pandemic, but uh, there are situations in which we have now realized that it is difficult, uh, especially because of the just difference in legislation across two different countries for players to play in this country. It's it, it, that, that well, not anymore now, but not I, anymore. But what I'm saying is that it's not. I think that 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 in some players, like Kyrie Irving, for example. That's something he might consider if he were to ever, if somebody of his caliber or later down the road would ever consider playing yeah. for a, like in, I, in our country. Honestly, I feel like, I think the thing, well, this, is all, this is a totally different thing, but it's like a quick thing on the Raptors free agency. I don't really buy the um, Canada part of it, even though it's definitely different for players and maybe for American, what some do you American. The, what do you mean the Canada like, part? I don't, I don't think um, Toronto being a Canadian city has much uh, give or take in free agency. Like uh, I, for, think, I think it does. A lot of players have said, I, have said stuff about, I, I don't want to bring a pass everywhere. I don't want to be in the cold. Like a lot of people who have well, left. Well, like I Williams think back that. then, a yes, lot, a lot but of I players think nowadays. Said, a lot of players I say, I hate traveling to Toronto. I think it's still changing. Like I still, yeah. I, I think like, there's like, still what, a why, stigma. What, what, guys like 
New York's just as cold, right? No, so, but they know, but it's like the passport stuff and it's being a whole other country. Yeah. It's the citizenship stuff. A lot of the NBA players have complained about it. Yeah. Oh, definitely in the past. I feel like nowadays, though, well, it's also I, like I mean, just like about. Two years ago, though. Yeah. I think it's also just about us, like just paying the money, too. Like the Raptors just haven't also, like, just gone, all right, sure. Boom. We'll, we'll give you the big bag to a non homegrown yeah, player. Yeah, fair enough. Right. So I think that's also part of it. But um, but that's never. I mean, I, I mean, aside from Kawhi, but like that was only. But the, the, but the, the Raptors. One. We don't even know what the Raptors offered Kawhi. Yeah. Right. Well, no, so, no. We we offered him. Yeah, we do. It the five a, year, the longer deal. No, no. He asked for a. He asked for a one. The plus one, one, one max, and, the two and, one. and we offered it. To, we said yes. We'll give right. it to you, and he still said yeah. That. And he just chose different place, and that's yeah. Kawhi was a very specific situation, right? Because he went home. But I'm just. I mean, either way, the Raptors aren't afraid of destinations. No, so I think it's I very. Important. I do think Canada plays a part in it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Your thing. Uh, okay, my thing was, I'm reading from my book here correctly. It's like a joker, his book mm-hmm. of jokes. Right. <clears throat> my mother always said. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the knock, joker. Knock, knock. Yeah, if you guys have ever, if you ever watched the joker, we just watched that. I First time I'd ever seen it uh, this past uh, weekend. Uh, so the things that I liked, and this is something, um, these are the kind of, these are like the little things that are just like, as surprising as it is, NBA teams, there's a lot of NBA teams that lose games, that struggle with this. And I think Philly is, is one of those teams. Um, and I think athleticism plays a huge role in this. But I've been very impressed with our rebounding um, throughout this the past little bit. And just the hustle uh, that we've had and our defense. I think that just like, I don't think I've really complained, like even, even in our loss there too, um, to my to Miami, I think our loss to uh, Philly the second time. I think we still played pretty good defense in those games. I think the biggest thing out of both of those losses was the fact that we just couldn't score. Like we we couldn't put the ball in the hoop. Like what what in, in what games? We only lost one game this week though. No, I'm talking about oh um, oh the, the first Miami the game. First Miami game. The, like when we lost that one. Yeah. Um, I just think that. Our, our defense in general has been quite good. And, like, we've shown that we've been able to guard guys like Kevin Durant and mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. So I don't really think that our... If we play bad defense on a couple possessions that really do kind of expose us, I don't think that's enough to say that we have bad defense. I think, in general, our defense is probably, like, one of the best in the NBA. Uh, yeah. And it's and, and that's what makes us uh, a good team from that perspective. It's just, what are you sacrificing at that extent? But, again, I don't want to get too deep into that. But also, yeah, the rebounding is 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 really exciting because like Precious Precious had that twenty two rebound game, and that is just what I like to see because it just goes to show like rebounding is one of those things that you wow. as a player like you have to actively try to rebound the ball. You need to want to rebound. You need to want to rebound, and that's hard to get guys motivated to do that, especially like like look at a especially team early in the year too. A hundred percent, and like look at a team like Charlotte, right? Like yeah, what, how, <laughs> how, why? What is motivating those guys to get on a yeah, rebound like, the ball? Like dude? why? Why does it matter if I grab this one defensive rebound? Exactly. exactly. Our team probably doesn't even want me to grab it because they want to get Victor. Yeah, <laughs> but and like there's been possessions here and there that I have been a little disappointed with in terms of some of our like maybe effort uh, in terms of what we're doing. But um, in 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 the sense of an overall sort of thing. Um, I just, I've, I've liked, or I like the rebounding. It just gives us more, it gives us extra possessions. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was like, I think it was in that Miami game we had in like the third quarter or something like that. We, I don't even think we scored off the play, but we had like four offensive rebounds. Was that, when, a, was that when we just kept shooting threes? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like, it was like, uh, or maybe Gary made the, 
the second three. I can't remember, but or the know, third three. Or I know there's one. Like maybe it's not the same one you're talking about. But I know there's one play. I think it was against Philly though, when uh, we got three shotguns rebounds, and we did we did rebound kick out for a three, and it was like Scotty missed the first one. No, sorry, Pascal missed the first one, then Gary missed one, then Fred missed one. <laughs> yeah, and and like and that's the thing, right? Is that is that I think with time. Those will go in, mm-hmm. but like two guys that I just really want to shout out specifically, I guess it would be Precious and OG. Mm-hmm. Uh, OG's been really rebounding well. Yeah, and and that's those extra possessions. See, the thing with OG too is Precious, I think, has a difficult time rec- uh, turning those uh, offensive rebounds into points. Mm-hmm. But OG is more established with that. He knows. He knows how to put the ball in the hoop. Like especially when he gets those offensive rebounds, he's that close he's to the very, basket. He's very patient. He put you know he puts his. He pump fakes a bunch. He puts yep. the ball down if he has to. He always did the reverse dunk thing. <laughs> More precious. Always, uh, he gets in. He's like, looks around. He's like, should I pass yeah. it? Should I go up? Yeah, and yeah. But, uh, but I just, I've just been very impressed with that. I, I think that that yeah. has been a really, uh, it's been a highlight of the games that we've lost. Mm-hmm. That we've been rebounding and, so well and, and playing defense. A good stat to you. This is really interesting, actually, because remember last year the Raptors' whole thing was about grabbing offensive rebounds, mm. and we sucked on the defensive glass. So currently we have the highest, once again, small sample. The Raptors are not going to be the best defensive rebounding team in the league, but we have the highest defensive rebounding percentage in the league by 3%. And part of that, and defensive rebounding percentage is the percentage of possible rebounds that you grab. So it kind of takes away like... It's like... It's like there's if there's 100 like, rebounds, you grab 70 of them. Yeah. And that's... So then our, and our offensive rebounding, rebounding percentage, though, is below league average. When last year we were like by far the best, yeah, we were like and that, that actually speaks a bit to how we've actually been making shots compared to last year. Right, like the offense has been better than last yes. year, so there's been just and also different type, types of rebounds, and you know that's also weird small sample stuff. But the de- defensive rebounding, I think, is definitely like seventy eight percent defensive rebounding percentage when the next best Wait, team is seventy five. Can I guess the the first place for uh, offensive rebounding right now? Yeah, sure. Is it Atlanta? No, they are. Are they bad? 16th. Oh, they're right, I, they're I watched a couple tied. games. I thought they did, did really good. I There's two the teams. Game. One team makes a l- Minnesota. Well, the third team makes sense. Minnesota? No. Orlando's one of them. No. Fuck, really? So the third team was the team that was close to the Raptors last year, and it's Memphis. But two teams are far and away. Wasn't Minnesota close to? Oh, sorry. I'm looking at a... So yeah, Memphis is third for offensive rebounding mm-hmm. percentage. And then Indiana and New Orleans are the top two. Oh, I knew so so this, is, this, is from our, this is from our loss to Philadelphia. We had... Uh, 30 defensive rebounds and uh, 15 offensive rebounds. Yeah, that, that's, Whereas, better, that's better than half Philly, for sure. Yeah. Philly had uh, seven offensive rebounds and 34 defensive rebounds. So, like, that, the fact that we are getting those defensive rebounds makes a big difference. And the fact that we were able to pull down twice as many offensive rebounds as Philly, and we lo- still lose that game. Well, we were missing so many shots. So we were missing so many, so many shots. At, yeah. Exactly. So but the fact that we're that that I, I like the fact that even though we lose a, a game, we're still getting those offensive mm-hmm. rebounds, which shows that that the the potential to score is there. Yeah. You know the 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 potential to be putting the ball uh, actually in the basket once we get those offensive rebounds. It, we have the potential to be doing that because we are getting on the glass, and that's mm-hmm. not something that we really have to consider an issue right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, especially with the return of one Chris Boucher, um, we've our de- our rebounding has been even better. So uh, we out rebounded every team you played this week. Yeah, every, every game we out rebounded them. Exactly. To be fair, Miami and 
and, and uh, beat this Philadelphia aren't great rebounding teams. Yeah, they're not really great rebounding but teams. Still good. But that's the thing is, I think that just goes to show how important rebounds are in games, though. Like that's that's the the whole idea behind our our the way that our roster is structured is that we do have these guys who, all right, you you have a team like uh, Philadelphia, uh, right? You have a guy like Tobias Harris, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's just, he's, I would say he's like a very, very solidified, solid role player in the league. So you have a guy like him, and then you compare that to a guy like OG Ananobi. Similar, sort of similar heights, I guess. Or maybe Sabias is a little taller. I think, how I think they're the same height. Yeah, it's around, around the same height. But what I, why would I choose somebody like OG over, over Tobias? OG is like just so much more athletic. And this is what you can say about all the archetypal players that we have on our team, right? Yeah. It's just the athleticism is better. The even the, the length of his arms, the genetic the genetics that they have in, in terms of the uh of the length like of their span. arms, right? Like their wingspans allows them to be able to get those rebounds that like like OG absolutely in a rebound contest would out out rebound oh, yeah. to somebody like Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah. But Tobias Harris is like he's he's a sort of archetypal player that I think the NBA likes to go after. Whereas I think somebody like like OG is a little bit more slept on of a guy, but well, he, yeah, he can offer especially you. back in the day too. I, right? I, think, yeah. I think now people are more woke. Well, yeah, now it's like now OG it's coming because... around. Now it's coming around. But think think about it though. What other team really is structured like the Raptors in terms of their roster? Oh, the, the, the only, the only team that comes the only team that comes close are um, the Celtics, Milwaukee, kind of, and, uh, and the Magic. The Magic are very the Magic similar, right? Lots of long, like athletic dudes. Which is that's a great game plan. If you're all better athletes than the other team, usually you're gonna do we can well. Them. Usually mm-hmm. you're gonna do well. And the Raptors only have two below average athletes that play any minutes. Well, three if you're counting Malachi, but uh, the only two like bad athletes, quote unquote, for an NBA standards are Fred and Gary, mm-hmm. right? That play at all, right? And they do with so many other great things. So it doesn't even like, and usually other teams will play a lot more guys who are like uh, athletic liabilities, but those guys make up for it with hands and mm-hmm. shooting, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we should move on yeah, to yeah, things, yeah. what things we, we disliked. disliked. Um, things we disliked. Okay, who wants uh, to I'll, you... I'll go okay. same order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Okay, we talked about this so many times in the history of this podcast, but the point of the attack, defense, and this is um, mainly looking at the last game, um, and Mr. Maxi, how he killed us, which is very similar oh, to how he killed God. us in the uh, playoff series, <laughs> and... Fred and Gary. I, I thought I'm proud of him. <laughs> that, was, well, that was silly. That was ridiculous. Fred, yeah, it was it was a great performance. I can't. And I, can't I can't. It was while he is. What was respo- he from three? Like, you can keep. Talking yeah. About while him. while he was responsible for his great play, we did him a lot of favors. Specifically, Fred and Gary, oh, who both. Once again, Fred. I I think Fred's a really good defender, mm-hmm. and Gary's a good defender. And Fred does so many other great things on the court defensively, and same with Gary. Containing, oh. containing point of the attack, oh athletic drivers. Neither of them do that well because, like I just said, neither of them are very good athletes. And we saw late in the game, and well, like um, through a portion of the game when the game was getting close, we saw even like Precious and Pascal, and obviously OG guarding mm-hmm. Maxi. And so I think, yeah, point of the attack defense has been an issue as long as you're gonna have those two guys I, I just, in your backcourt. I feel, like, I feel like Fred and Gary are too similar defenders as to. They don't like sometimes they just feel like they don't work great together. There's no one no. To carry off the bench, but it's on, especially on defense because they both are similar defensively. I, I think you wish you had, you, you wish that Gary was bigger and taller, where he could guard more like different guys, and you could put OG like you can move them around a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, where I feel like I feel like right now it's very there's those two, and then there's the rest. Yeah, where, like I just yeah. feel like they're outliers and, on on, def- on on like 
point of attack defense. Yeah, and we've seen Fred. Like, Fred's an off-ball beast on defense. Yeah. And we see Gary jump passing lanes, and he's great at that, too. But neither of them can guard a guy no, right. Like, And honestly, yeah. it's for me, it's I wouldn't even necessarily say it would be the height and the weight for Gary for me. I, I think if it was just... If he was a, just a bit faster, if he was More just athletic, a tad, yeah. tad faster, yeah. he'd be able to keep up. You yeah, know what better, I mean? Better, better lateral quickness. And yeah, that you can get, and also like just agility around screens and stuff. Like he's just. And you look, you look at Herb Jones. His his yeah. laterals are insane. And he's got a wicked wingspan too, yeah. where he can just reach out and put yeah. the ball from you. So, yeah. um, but yeah, point of attack defense, like you, it will be as long. Would you trade for Herb Jones? Oh yeah. Yeah, give me. Oh yeah. Me too. Oh yeah. Um. Man, imagine Herb Jones under Nick oh. Nurse. Uh, Nick Nurse dreams of having Herb Jones on we, his we team. We'd make him a good shooter, That's how he falls asleep at night. Like, one day, <laughs> one day Herb Jones will be a free agent, and he will want to come to Canada because <laughs> he loves the cold. Herb loves the cold. <laughs> he went to school in Alabama. I don't know where he's from. but um, Alabama's not cold. No, I know. That's what I meant. Like, oh. he's never in the place <laughs> in New Orleans. He's going to Alabama. You can tell he loves the cold. Hey, my aunt, um, Scotty's from, from Florida. Yeah. So. Well, he didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But so hey, he's he still says he loves Canada, yeah. and odds are he'll probably re-sign with us after. <laughs> He's done on his rookie contract. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Herb Jones is from Mississippi, I guess. He is. Oh, he's, he's from Alabama. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So not cold. Um, but yeah, that's my dislike. Point of attack. He will defense. learn to like the cold. Yeah, he'll learn to oh. it once we give him forty million bucks per year. Yeah. Uh, you're just like Elias. Um, I I'm not the biggest fan of how little we're using Thaddeus Young. Mm-hmm. Um. Because like yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and call Nick dumb. He's a smart guy. Uh, but I just don't I just don't I I, I usually I can rationalize things. Yeah. The weird decisions he makes. This one I just don't really understand. Like, it's a we weird need, one. We're we're not playing a legit NBA player. Like I get he's kind of slow, but I mean Last, we're, we're yeah. in a situation right now where just we need to not play our starters 36 plus minutes yeah. every game. Just take that on, put that on for five minutes. Like he didn't play past couple of games. Yeah. And when he did, it's for like literally two minutes. And, like. And even the last three teams we played aren't, are exactly. Like, I was going to say that. I was going like, to say that. Where yeah. Philly and Miami. I mean, Miami is a little well matchup wise is cool, but Miami's quicker. And Philly's one of the slowest paced teams in the league. Yeah, they're right? not, like, yeah. like I don't understand why he's not playing in a game like that. And he's just another uh, another shot creator. A creator. I won't say shot creator, but he's a creator for others. Um, we've had some lineups where we only have one shot creator for people out there, but like uh, or playmaker. I guess is a better word to say. We've had lineups with only one playmaker out there. Sometimes it's like it's just Pascal or it's just Fred. And I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable with this because mm-hmm. if anybody else has the ball, they're going to try and score and not make plays for others. If we have Thad on there instead of Precious in that lineup, for example, or instead of Delano or whoever else, it may, just makes more sense. So I just don't. Yeah. And, and you put Delano in. Delano's not fast either. Like, I just don't really understand the rationale there. I would, I would like to see Thad more. Yeah. Um, he just brings a lot of good things to the team. Um, and... Uh, yeah, he's another. He's a legit NBA player, so I don't see why we're not playing. De- de- definitely an odd one. I saw an interview with him recently, and they asked him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, he said it's I don't weird. have he an said, answer to you." But well, he said, "Yeah, he said it's kind of weird to him too. Like he's a little yeah. confused about it." Yeah. But I mean, he's he's said after two years, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's, <laughs> but it's it's gonna. I mean, I th- there's, there's gonna come a time when when Thad plays. I'm pretty sure about that. Well, Nick said it's a like he's not going yeah. into a game planning on playing a guy or not. He's just. It's a situational right. thing, yeah. but I th- again like Philly is a good arised, situation, yeah. and he hasn't done it. He hasn't played him, so I, yeah. Especially that second game, like why? Why not? It's clear yeah. that Tyrese Maxing Tyrese Maxey is torching us. Like, you know, I I mean, I guess maybe maybe it was because if they get that switch, like he's gonna score every yeah. single time on Thad, but. I don't know. I think I think there are more situations he could be helpful for than less. I think you know? I think, I think yeah, the exactly. offen- offensive. Uh, 
bench offense, you can keep it things like when Pascal gets off the court, just someone else to have out there with Scotty. So it's not just Scotty. Yeah, running that's it. what I was saying. Or only, someone else with one playmaker yeah. out there. Where like I just like to have a secondary playmaker, yeah. which that is hundred yeah. percent a secondary playmaker. You yeah. Just give him the ball and he can make something just, happen. Just keep the ball moving. That's all he has to do, and he yeah. does that better than like anyone. And so. he was getting real minutes last year. Like I don't know what changed. Like it's, it's, it's think, a little confusing. Honestly, I think part of it, while they're not saying this, has to do with the fact that he is. 35 and they do want him to play a role down the stretch so i think there's well but i feel like they're definitely like i feel like bad i feel like bad wouldn't be confused i feel like they would talk about that that said like he doesn't really understand why nick nick said it's such a i i don't think i feel like if that was situation they would have said that to that right where we're not going to play much this half we'll play more second half and it'd be like mutually agreed thing. oh yeah yeah well then i just i just think also too about how much we're playing christian Right, and I think that yeah. that was something that people didn't really expect either. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to do take the little bit of the beginning of the season here with a grain of salt, because uh, there I think there's been a lot of strange kind of things that we've seen on our roster. Like I, I already think, um, I mean, even though we haven't really seen that much of Delano, to be honest, from what we've seen, I'm surprised we haven't seen less, mm-hmm. uh, because he has been co- going out there as Nick Nurse's next guy yeah. on a lot of on a lot of. Uh, substitutions and it's kind of like really it's like a, it's a t- it's a tough watch yeah just, yeah, just, yeah. just yeah like i feel like i'm not gonna say, I'm gonna say they're similar players but it just makes more sense in a lot of situations to put that instead of delano because mm-hmm. like you're putting delano in to be a secondary playmaker whenever he's in yeah. he's not and he's never in without fred scotty or pascal yeah so he's typically a secondary playmaker mm-hmm. if you need a secondary playmaker i think it makes more sense to put that in that, yeah. than delano and oh, even yeah. as Bad's not a shooter, but he's a better shooter Finish than Delano. Delano yeah. so, in the corner. Oh, man, and Delano, man, like, ugh, sorry, buddy, but... He's young. When you, I know, I know, really I know. Watch, but it, it's, you know, it's and just and like, dog, court, you, yeah. you, when you get a wide-open three at the top of the at the top of the corner of the of the three-point line, dog, you that shit can't go off the, the bottom of the back of the backboard. Like, it's just a, in a, in a half-court offense against an NBA, like he, in, a, in the summer league, preseason and when he's in the G League he can do great things in a half court offense but it's because he's playing mm. against a lower level yeah. half court defense in the NBA where the defense is insane compared to these other leagues it, he's he, he's has no answer for no. it that's why it's just like I, I think Delano really has to be able to work on his craftiness and his finesse like I think if he he's has very, he's very stale well that's the, the word, thing it's like it's like stiff. I never see Delano take anything other than a straight drive to the basket and mm-hmm. it's like why not, you know, have a have a like a, a hop step or or add 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 like those other little things that you can add into your drives. Add that add that euro step. Add the uh you know the um what was the step through. You know what I mean? Or the the yeah. the, the, the driving he, in well, he can stop, do those things shot to, fake and then the spin around and do the little push shot like Pascal. You he, know he like, can do those things to transition though. It's a weird thing. He just needs so much acceleration to get there. Yeah. But in, 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 it's that half court. If he the rare time he blows by his defender. Yeah, he's a straight line. He doesn't right. chew anything else. So yeah. I, yeah, I just think I just think he can't even get to those opportunities. Right, it's just what you do at the first line of the defense. That's where his issue is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you get past the first guy? Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a good point. Definitely and also, I think that one. one of the reasons why it's hard for, like, this is why I'm not I'm like I can't be too too critical of Delano in terms of not in terms of guys like he's not getting past the first line of defense because, although he might necessarily not beat them off the dribble, I think part of the reason why is because guys don't guard Delano tight on the three-point line. Like, mm-hmm. like, the, like, what, like they have, they, they're going to give him that space. So how can you really beat somebody off of the three-point line uh, when they're standing a couple feet back from you and allow yeah. you to, to have yeah. that space? And that's why it's tough when you're not athletic 
and not a shooter. Right. Like, you got to be... If, yeah. you're, if you're gonna be not athletic, you need to be a shooter, or if you're not a shooter, you gotta be athletic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough to and, not be both. Yeah, because I mean, the, the defense can just stand there. For yeah, you man. As long as you have to spend some more time with Gary, man, like just do, <laughs> do some more shot workouts. And like, like we were saying, like if he, if Delano can get like a good mid range game going. It, it can, I don't think a, the mid range can be a yeah. catch and shooter, league average catch yeah. and shooter, yeah. where he can yeah, he can, dr- he can drive and kick it out, and then come off a screen, then get the ball yeah. back and shoot. You know, like I don't know. Well, I almost it's, never see so like whenever Delano's on the three point line. I have almost never seen him shot fake. Like, no. uh, he never shot fakes. And that's the thing is, guys, as soon as they see Delano get the ball, they're like, well, he have, they, they don't care if he shot fake. They're like, okay, come at me. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not really going to go all the way no. to the three-point line. Whether he shot you. fakes actually shoots this, going to stand there anyway. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing is, the only times where I have seen him shot fake, it's the, it's the shot fake that they tell you in grade school that isn't a shot fake. You yeah. know what I mean? They're that's like... Yeah, no, it's the it's the it's the bring it to your chin shot yeah. fake. That's not really considered a shot fake. You're not actually doing anything. Yeah, you're not actually doing anything. And then and then people guys just like and then it, it's so fast and so quick that it doesn't actually look like you're gonna shoot the you're basketball. Just driving right into a guy. And, and then you're driving move. right into the guy. And then and then that's when Delano kicks and it's yeah. just yeah, like it's I was always told in shot fakes you try and trick yourself. Yeah. That's what I've been told. Yeah. yeah. I was always just like it's like literally bring it to your to the actual point of like point release. of release and then and then Take the ball away and go because that's what people are gonna fall for. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's it's the it, yeah they. I do see why like uh, as the, at the beginning, seeing why we would want to play some that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think it's just also like I think in a sense, I think Nick does really wanna. He knows how much of a lot of the work that a lot of the younger guys have been putting in. And I think he's just kind of testing the waters to see what's going on. Especially trying to he's, he's trying. He's trying a lot of things though. Like yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's gonna be consistent all year. But in terms of the first, in terms of the first six games, I would yeah. like to see that. Well, like minutes. the thing is, is like okay, like you know what Thad's gonna give you, right? Like you absolutely know what Thad's gonna give you. Whereas, I think he's willing to put in Delano, willing to put in Christian because it's not really clear what they can do yet and what they're willing to do. So it's like. How can you really get a sense of what these guys can provide for you if you don't give them some of those minutes mm-hmm. that would be eaten away by guys like that? So yep. in a sense, it's like I can see I, that where uh, you know for the first ten fifteen games, Thad's like the guy that just sits out for those games for the most part, and so Nick can get an idea of how to use these guys. Mm. And then once the fifteen games are up, he knows he's going to go to them. Yeah, and then they're back to the bench. Thad's back in. That's kind of what happened at the beginning of last year too, though, if I remember correctly. It was like we we really saw a lot of Delano, like a lot of Delano. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning of the season, and we didn't really see him past Christmas, really, too, yeah. a whole lot. Um, but when he did come in, we still go- saw pretty much the exact same and stuff. And we kind of saw, saw, we kind of saw Dragic get that Thad Young yeah. uh, treatment. Treatment, yeah, that, that just being permanent. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck Goran yeah. Dragic, but he, yeah, he, he wanted the Thad Young treatment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't blame me. And so, so there's an example of a guy that didn't want to complain. Yeah, Canada. there you go. Oh. That's, a, that's a perfect example. I don't know if I had anything. To do with, I don't think it had anything to do with Canada. I think it had to do with. I think he just didn't want to be in Canada. I don't think. I don't think he just left Chicago. Really quick, I think Canada's a big part of it, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah. For, like, I, I, why? Why, why would Goran Dragic care about the the cold? It's not just the cold. It's the fact you have to go live in a whole other country. It's a whole. But different he already life. lives out in a whole different country, though. Yeah, but he's, he's been there his whole. He's not an American citizen. But he's been in America and Slovenia his whole life. Canada's a whole another thing. Well, like, I think, I think about it though, like like all of your all of your friends, but, all but he, of, like, he still your, lived in your families all in America. Like he still lived in Canada for a lot of the season, though. He just sat what, on the bench for like he lived like he was there for like twenty of the games of the first. Well, yeah, if you're gonna sign you a contract, yeah, but I mean, but, around, but, but why, why stop playing though? If you're just gonna be there anyway, like you know what? Like like why if he hates Canada so much, why would he even go? Like why not just sit out? Because he's on the team. Yeah. 
And then, then he literally left. <laughs> I think that would be yeah. bad for your stock as an NBA player if you did if he just didn't like go in that. the first place. Like he's like, yeah. okay, I'll go, but he didn't want to go. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just think it's like it's it's tough because like you're just when you're when you're not in the United States. Like think about it, how tough, how difficult it is even for families to come and watch your games. Yeah, and this like, whole passports and stuff like that. A lot of these guys yeah. never leave America. Like they never had to have a passport. No, a lot of a lot of just Americans never leave America. Yeah. Like they don't like, they don't necessarily need their passport at all. They'll they go to they, you want a vacation, you go to Hawaii, you go to Las I, Vegas. I think we think know? of it differently as Canadians where like when you go on vacation, you always leave Canada. Always, man. But Americans can travel all over America yeah. and get a whole different yeah. experience. But Canada, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to stay in Canada for a vacation. I'll go somewhere else. It so. just, it feels, I don't know. I feel like saying more because like, okay, we don't, this will be the last thing I have to say about it. But like, look at, I think it honestly, it comes down, well, it's different sports, but it comes down to money. And the Toronto Blue Jays are one of the biggest free agent destinations in the MLB. And it's all American players who they've signed, but they just pay you met. You said yourself though. A lot of those guys are from the Dominican. Too, no, all, no, of, but like, all, all the guys that Jays have signed, have all been Americans. How many have we signed compared to other teams though? I mean, we've got the biggest two. We've got the biggest pitcher in the last free agent market, and we've got the biggest hitter. In the Didn't year he have before. a reason? Gosman have a reason for coming here? I was no, he had no reason. No. Didn't he have like a family reason or something? No. From and Springer had no reason, but the, the, the Jays just pay. I think it honestly. But also, come, but also. And baseball, it's different. There's no salary. No, it is different. Like, and that's, that's what I'm saying. It's different. But I just feel like... like I feel like because like, we're kind of forced to retain our players. Yeah. I think, though, come free agency, if like there's a guy who are like teams are like, oh, you know. Oh, but also, a lot of NBA players grew up in like African-American communities where these guys never really got a chance to travel. Like, you know, no, and, that, and that's I, definitely I'm, I'm, part. Like, that's definitely like, part because these guys are rich These guys kids. are all rich, rich kids, people yeah. from Florida they are. who travel all the time. They, they are. Or yes. these guys, like basketball players, who, like, like for the most part, a lot of them come from African-American communities. Where they don't get opportunities to travel like that. No, so. that definitely is part of it, for sure, for sure. No, it's definitely part of it. Um, hey, we should. Move on. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're way on. over okay, time okay. here. Um, so what are we gonna move into our? Oh wait, did I? Did I you even give your dislike? Okay, well, let me just. It's not even that big of a deal, really. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no. The, so my dislike was the same thing from last week. It was possessions to points. It's like it just frustrates me how we can get again, fifteen offensive rebounds. In the game we lose to Philadelphia, by 22. And, and and then we only score 90 points. It's like, and and in the first half, they they had we we had only what 38 points or something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, like it was and bad. It, it, and and they they had had. And we were missing easy shots. Like ex- it. Exactly. That it's just like it's the possessions to points, and I think it's gonna come in time. It's just yeah. we're a very different team. And I think that there's we are, there's so much we're experimenting with, and there's so much we're trying right now. Um, and also the other last thing, and you touched on this, Elias, um, we got to stop playing Pascal and Fred upwards of <laughs> yeah. 35 minutes a game. Minutes we a game. have to stop this. It's ridiculous that we are going to destroy their bodies. We're going to wear them out. I think you're already seeing it with Fred. Fred had a difficult season last year with his knee. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, I think that, that those issues are only going to accentuate. I want to hear Nick talk about minutes. it more. I, wanna, yeah. I want someone to ask him, why are you playing these guys so early in the season? 40 minutes a game. I like, think this is exactly what Nick's going to say, at least to the media. He'll be like, "The guy, these guys want to play, so they're going to play, right? <laughs> I think and and I, we want, they're, they're competitors, you know, and that's the, we like to see them on the floor, and they like being on the floor, so that's where we're going to put them. If, if you gave him true serum, he would say this. Um, for, the, for the third year in a row, my front office has failed to give me a hey, competent... A competent front office, man? What you- a competent scoring bench unit, which is not, also not their fault because Otto's hurt. But for the third straight year in a row, I do not have a confident bench unit that can score uh, without not, starters. I'm not blaming the front office for that. People don't want to sign in Toronto, bro. Oh, okay. Go back it's to not, that. It's, yes, it's, it's true. It's, but not every single bench player 
care when they have it. an offer from Miami or Toronto, who you, who do you think they're taking? If you get five mil more, three mil more, when we you can't the though. We don't have the, we don't have enough money for that. We don't want to go into luxury tax. Yeah, I'm just saying though. But that's we what I'm saying. A lot. Uh, so 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 Sam, 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 Sam. Why would we have to pay five mil more in the first place? Oh, sure, that's Boom. definitely a difference. <laughs> also, got same, him. Same, same reason though. Same reason that. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> also, I mean, Sam okay. kicked off the podcast. Last, last time, last time we're talking about this, but also, like, it's just a small market thing as well. And the Raptors are—they shouldn't be a small market. I, I think for the I, most part, if an American player gets a Toronto offer and a Milwaukee offer, they take Milwaukee. That's the same. That's the same money. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, totally. But I, I, I'm just saying, though. I'm just saying, though. There's—I I would be more sympathetic. Our point exactly. I, I would be more sympathetic to it if just pay the fucking. Tax, please. At least just part of the tax. Like just luxury tax. Yes, yeah. please. Just pay the tax. Like if we pay the tax, you could have, you could they're get they're gonna make a new rule where that's not yeah, thing anymore. Exactly. Which so, I like. So just please and I think if you gave Nick a true stream, he's like, Okay, I don't have a bench. Like But what? I I don't think it's the front office's fault. I think the front office didn't try to oh, knock at scores. I should, I should say not the front office's fault, the resources fault that are given to those things. That what I'll say. If they win, because I think I, you mean you're talking luxury, luxury tax. tax. Yeah, that's I. I think it's yeah. Larry Tannenbaum's an L. Just fucking pay. Just just pay a little bit. Like look at the Warriors, man. Like you should have no excuse. Like you know those guys pay. Well, those guys will pay. Anything. I guess that's more well, their their owners willing to do it. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Though. Like just if you paid the tax. Do, do you know how luxury tax works? What? Do you know how luxury tax works? Oh no. Basically, it comes out of the owner's pocket. Once you get into luxury tax, it comes straight out of the owner's pocket. Oh, okay. So the owner's pocket. But isn't it, yeah. isn't it team's pocket? Doesn't MLSE? No, no, it's, it's, it's the MLSE. Like, yeah, MLSE's pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing is like it's not necessarily the Raptors aren't necessarily owned by a single no they aren't entity right. No. And it's, 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 well, they're owned they're owned by the MLSE Corporation. Right, and yeah. also the yeah, MLSE does have to incorporate like they have Toronto FC. Yeah, and the Marlies and the Maple Leafs. Too. Yeah, that's a lot there. You know, they can pay every, every, time, every time I see you write player of the week P O T W, it just makes me think P-O-W. Prisoner, Prisoner of War. War. Yeah, I'm like, God damn. Who's like, our Prisoner like, of War? Like, 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 who's, who's in the doghouse? Who's in the yeah. doghouse? Yeah. Um, who saying. would we, who would, if we had a, if we had to uh, restrict someone to a concentration camp because oh of how gosh. they played in the this last week, week yeah. this who, week, who who's it? going in, who's, who's going to be our Prisoner of War? Who's going to be our concentration camp uh, appointee? Jesus. Uh, I was going to say a name, but I decided so, it. Hey, hey, I'm not saying anything bad's going to happen to a concentration camp. No, I'm just saying that's a camp where they concentrate. So the, the, the people that take way too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, you don't. played so bad. The guy who overreacts. He just yeah, goes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, though. Pay the luxury tax. We would have. Yes. At least I would be sympathetic to just fucking pay the tax so I can get Will Barton or someone. Okay, that's all I asked for. Okay, someone who can dribble off the bench. Please. Um, that's, the, that's all I'm yeah, asking for. I just want to make sure we're clarifying. It's not the front office's fault. The front office is doing what they can. No, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, there are things they've done wrong, but like mm. give Cambridge three years, 20 something. Yeah, that was whack. That money could have gone uh, yeah, to one Bruce Brown. True. Three, just the you three years. You can't dribble, but. I would rather give Cam a one year 20 mil than a three year. <laughs> yeah, mil, just to get like, it off. Like, you're not, yeah. Yeah, if you're not going to pay, that 20 mil is not going to anyone anyway. Yeah. Give it to Cam. For one year. But have it off the books so we can get it. Just get it over that, with, yeah, because yeah, three years is wild for Cambridge. Also, please pay the fucking tax. It's not that hard. Um, okay. All right, over. You want to okay, it? yeah. So, guys, we're going to be moving into the next section of the podcast. Uh, and this is where we are going to be giving takes that we are overreacting to. So, uh, mm -hmm. just to preface this before we actually do this, is that we don't necessarily believe these things full or wholeheartedly. We're just kind of over exaggerating some wild yeah. takes that we have. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like <laughs> that's kind of like how we're gonna how we're gonna structure this. Yeah. Um you go first in right. order. All right. 
My overreaction based on the first two weeks is that Pascal. Si- I don't mean I didn't read about this. You know what? Let me change. Let me make this even more overreact. <laughs> Pascal Siakam is one of the three most versatile players in the NBA. Hmm. Whoa. Most versatile. And just overall most versatile. Two way things they do, roles they can take on. Um, uh, not not the best. Just I, top, I don't think that's a crazy top three, hot take. Top three is. It I was top, top three is hot, but I think it was top five. I, think I, was, I would so. say he's top five. I would say uh, probably like who else are we think who else are we thinking about here? We're gonna we're gonna say Giannis. I guess, but I mean even Giannis like Pascal is more versatile offensive. Yeah, than Giannis yeah, yeah. Is. <laughs> I, I'm saying like Pascal, yeah. I guess we're speaking strictly versatility. versatility yeah. yeah, that's a Pascal tough one. Pascal can score more levels than Giannis. Yeah, exactly. Can. And, and, yeah. and what yeah. I'm saying is Pascal like except at the free throw and line. also roles. Giannis like, like, sucks free. They're like, probably equal. Like, like roles. Yeah. Like he could be just like the playmaker role, or he could just be the scorer role and an awesome defender. And he really, just does a lot I, of stuff, you know. Like I'm really trying to. I'd think say of, Luca is up there, right? If we're talking overall, but Luca defense. could just be an ama- yeah, true defense. And Pascal's versatility defense. Are, Jokic, are you talking overall, Jokic. including defense? Yeah, just everything you do. I think Jokic I is do, number one, I, I, even if his defense isn't I, great. But that's the thing is Pascal's better off the uh, better like on on a drive. I don't think so. I think I mean Pascal's probably better off the drive. Yeah, I think Jokic though is like Jokic could be like Jokic should lead the NBA in scoring, or he could lead the NBA. In assists or both or both right like, the thing is okay so well uh, that's what I'm saying like most this is like, making me this is making me mad because now I'm trying to think like you put Pascal and Jokic in a one v one Pascal Pascal's gonna beat him off the dribble that's, every that, 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 single that's a different, time that's not versatile though that's not different that's not versatile though I'm just saying that well how's that not versatile but that's only one aspect of the game I'm just saying like. But I don't know, but in a pocket, like I, I just feel like I'd be able to trust Pascal doing more different things. Oh, than I don't know, Jokic. Oh, I disagree. I would take Jokic. Yeah. Well, offense, I just say like Jokic yeah. and taking Jokic depends on what you But like Pascal but... can hit a step back. When but Jokic, 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 Jokic can step back. Yeah. I don't think not no, in the same. Yeah. Not, in the, not to the same athletic no, athletic ability. It looks different. Pascal has rise on his shot. Oh, so does Jokic shoots up. Jokic doesn't need rise. Yeah, no, I know. I know what you're saying. Like Jokic is an elite. Mid, like Jokic can just be Jokic, yeah, but that's Jokic but that's because he can shoot over everybody. I'm, I'm it's just, like, it just looks that's different. not necessarily because of athleticism. No, it's not. But no, but, but he, he still does it. And Pascal doesn't really do his. Pascal does his with length. More than I guess I'm I'm kind of thinking versatility. I'm thinking you have to be a certain level of athletics to be versatile. versatile. Like I like especially in a, in a full NBA game, like in a five v five game. Mm-hmm. Versatility, I think, in a certain sense, comes down to athleticism. I'm just saying, like, Jokic is an like, awesome three-point shooter, an awesome mid-range shooter, an awesome driver, an awesome finisher. Yeah, he's and, and, that, exactly. and it's also probably the best pass in the I, league. I, I, you know? I don't like. I'm what. What I'm saying is, I don't really think that that's like a super hot take. I think that that's actually like top three isn't hot enough. I don't think it's hot enough. I think oh. saying he's, I think saying he's number one is hot. Number one. <laughs> like who who else are you gonna I, put I'm above taking, LeBron? I'm still, I'm still taking LeBron. LeBron. Over LeBron. Him. LeBron. Um, I'm, I still I'm, think I would, Jokic. I would I would take Jokic over him for sure. Giannis, Luca, but I still think Pascal's um, uh, Pascal's more athletic than Luca. I I would take yeah, I would no, take I would take Giannis over Pascal's because yeah. Giannis's defense Just is how better. good defense he is yeah. and still how amazing an offense he is. Yeah, like he can't. And he's also great passer. Honestly. Giannis just shoots. I mean, I guess he doesn't shoot more, but I think Giannis. I take Giannis over. Yeah, Giannis just doesn't have as good touch. Like, I don't. I hardly ever see Giannis pull up for a mid range. Like, I guess because you know he, like, he doesn't argument. have to. Doesn't have to. I, I, I know. know. Yeah. I know. But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about versatility, yeah. doing the no, but, most but, things but Giannis, possible. But Giannis is still like a probably league average mid range shooter at this point. I know, but that's the thing. Is like, is he really taking as many mid range shots? Doesn't have to. I know that's what I'm saying. But versatility. If we're talking about versatility, right. then we're talking about. 
like of of how much does absolutely everything does one player do? Right. Well, no, right? it's not do. It's how well they do it. Yeah. It's not, it's not just the level they do it, but it's how well they exactly. Like, and I think like if you're talking about Pascal, like I would say that he would he does it a lot and he's very good. Yeah, at Yeah, that, that's 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 a good argument for it. Um, I think top five. Else? I think yeah. he's certified top five. Yeah, easily top five. Yeah, maybe that's most hot. It's like, damn. Okay. Like another player, I'm kind of thinking. If he's the best, that'd be hot. Like if, if another player, I'm kind of thinking of, but we haven't time. seen them play enough. Is Kawhi? Kawhi. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, Kawhi's playmaking has gotten better. Yeah, and his like, and there's also like games when Kawhi will just grab like 17 rebounds. Yeah. Just because he can. Well, he <laughs> like, can shoot. He can, can go shoot, off the dribble. He he defend. can he can hit, he can finish around the rim yeah. like in a in a post sort of. Sense. He doesn't really. Kawhi doesn't have. Kawhi now his weakness is his legs. Like the health of his legs, yeah. But like he doesn't really have a like gameplay weakness. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a flaw. No, there's literally no. His um, flaw was playmaking, and he fixed it. But yeah, maybe maybe, maybe it wasn't. I take Kawhi uh, over. I maybe I take Kawhi over. Yeah, uh, maybe. Just, yeah, because Kawhi does more things, more elite than Pascal yeah. does. Like yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't. Uh, damn, maybe it wasn't. Even Jimmy Butler's in that conversation too. Jimmy Butler versatility, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, it's tough. Maybe does the hot take saying top three because yeah. there are some more guys. He's but, he's yeah, but. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good one. It's a hot take. I guess um, I guess you say KD is probably KD. like yeah, super versatile yeah. as a player. Yeah, that's true. We see him pass and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my very hot take is that free throws could be the in the downfall of the Toronto Raptors season. And I, I think I, I could I could possibly agree with yeah. that like, as well. Like, like yeah. downfall in what way? Like and we lose a playoff mean, game? It means, no, it means we don't make the playoffs because of free throw shooting. We don't make the playoffs because of free throw shooting. Yes, and here's why. Oh, jeez. Hey, you wanted a hot take, but also. Listen to this. There These are, are probably there are so. probably, I would say at this point what what I'm seeing, eleven teams in the East who can legitimately make the playoffs, and I would not be surprised they make made the it. Make the top eight. Yes, make the actual playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised they made it. One. Yep. Yep. I see. Yep. Meaning that a lot of these games that are being played, and we've seen it so far through mm-hmm. the first six games, besides this last Philly game, these have all been extremely close games. Mm-hmm. If the Raptors are shooting free throws horribly yeah, they are. so far this year. How horribly. many free throw attempts do we have as a team? I think the attempts are fine. I think it's the the missing is No, just... that's what I'm saying. I want to know how like oh, what's our overall percentage uh, how, like yeah. like uh, of attempts yeah. and like the amount of times we're getting to the league. Because we could you could say, Oh, this team's percentage is really great, but it's like well, yeah, they we're, only get right to the free throw lines. We're bottom you know. five in percentage. Mm-hmm. And we're like middle are... and a half attempts, right? Like in the middle for they, Yeah, we're like bottom like we're bottom ten in attempts. Yeah. Um, I think that's because of the last games we didn't shoot yeah. the last game. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna have some of these close games. If we're missing eight to ten free throws a game, and the 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 point differentials are four points, that's we're losing a game, mm-hmm. losing a really close game. There's gonna be a lot of close games. Ergo, we lose too many games. We don't go to the playoffs. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, and I I could see that, and it it is so frustrating when we are a team who, like, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's, like, I think part of our game and having these long athletic guys is having guys being able to get to get the to free the line. throw line. Yep. Um, and, and and it's, I think part of that also has to do with the fact that, like, you don't necessarily have to depend on one guy getting to the free throw line all the time because mm-hmm. that also opens that player up to more injuries, right? Like, if you're going to if you're gonna say, oh, Pascal, just head on every single time, every single time uh, this game, like, and, like, game after game after game, like, Pascal's going to get injured. Someone's going to poke his eyeball out. Like, that's just, it's just, that's just how it's going to be, right? Uh, and that, that would be the same at any level of basketball, really, if you're telling one guy to get all your, to, to take all your fouls. But, um, 
with our our sort of design of the team and the fact that we anybody can anybody can get to the free throw line, if that's going to be a vital aspect of your team, you got to make your free throws. Otherwise, what's the fucking point of getting there? Like mm-hmm. you could be in bonus for 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 the entire second half mm-hmm. in each quarter, and if you don't make your free throws, it doesn't even fucking matter. It only matters in the sense that 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 uh, maybe one of their guys, couple of their guys get get uh like foul out of the game but then again one thing we saw in the philly game was we we went to the free throw line well in the first philly game i think we went to the free throw line decent amount Mm -hmm. but no one on their team fouled fouled out no like it's just because like oh you know tyrese max maybe had two or three fouls and then um tobias harris had two or three fouls and and um D'Anthony Melton had two or three fouls. You know what I mean? It's just so dispersed, right? So, yeah, you absolutely you absolutely do have to be hitting your free throws. We talk about this all the time. It's like, Actually, that's, a, that's such a pet peeve of mine, though, is not making free throws. Well, especially, mm-hmm. especially, okay, there's, there's some guys in the league who I don't blame for missing free throws, okay? Like, like I, I don't necessarily blame Giannis for missing a free throw. Um, there's some guys, like, especially when I look at your shot form and I look, I look at your fundamentals, and I, and I, and judging based off of your fundamentals, Pascal has great shot mechanics. Yeah, and you said this. Like, you said this before. It's like there's certain guys in the NBA that weren't mentally basketball players, but they're just tall, and right. they the teams made them basketball players. Where there's other guys who are just naturally talented scorers and shooters and stuff like that. So they're better. But like yeah, guys like Giannis, who wasn't necessarily born a basketball player, he d- was developed one. He, right. He's developed into one. The free throws are you know more to behind. But. Exactly. Well, and it's not it's not it's not really a part of the the game in the sense of the active game. Mm-hmm. It's part of the the passive game because no one's guarding you. It's you're just there all alone, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah, it, it frustrates me because it's like if I if I if I can look at your shot mechanics and think to myself, oh like like they're this person has like a great arc on the ball, like you're the way that you hold the ball is 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 exactly textbook of what people teach. There is there is a a, a, a textbook way to shoot a basketball. This is known. This is absolutely known of the optimal Shout out Dave Hopla. Shout out Dave Hopla. <laughs> and, and it's, it's there, there, this is absolutely known, the proper way to shoot a basketball. There is a proper way to shoot a basketball. We know what it is. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty concrete now. We know how, like the exact almost shot mechanics you should have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they vary from person to person uh, to a certain extent, but it's like kicking a soccer ball or throwing a football. We know how to do it. Like mm-hmm. there, there is a one and one and, and true way how to do and it. And I think by saying that, you've shown that um, that there is reason to believe that it's going to improve because there's not yeah, a lot oh, of guys. Sure. Like for example, Pascal's was a lot of free throws to improve. and Gary for some reasons missed a bunch. Those guys don't have bad shot forms. No, they've, they've, they haven't had real issues in the past. I don't think the Raptors are going to be a good free throw shooting team this year because they weren't last year. They need to be decent but, at least. And I, and better. I, I think they're going to be league average, and I think it's going to average out. Um, but that is that's a good take because like oh, a lot of close games got to it goes for everything right yep like every part of the game like it's it's gonna matter your overreaction Luke all right my my <laughs> overreaction I feel like it's gonna be crazy it <laughs> is low key kind of crazy oh no we need to trade huh. either OG Ananobi or Fred Van Vliet whoa not and, Gary no I, well I was thinking about Gary and. Yeah, I could probably could include him in the conversation too. If you're um, Fred, Fred, Fred yeah. or OG? Yeah, yeah and it's, why? It's, it's just because we talked about this. It's just like we have like again, this is an overreaction. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. want to trade these guys. <laughs> I like I and I don't. I legitimately don't want to trade these guys. But the only reason why I'm saying that is because like, is Fred having the like again? He's he hasn't been performing to the top top tier of of what we know his capabilities are and i don't want to take his sample size from this season as to saying this is what we're gonna have of him for the rest of the season but like if if this is if we know what his skill set is 
is he not more valuable to us as a trade asset rather than a player we have on this team? Mm. Like, or and and I want I want to say the same thing about the about OG. Like, in in a sense, it's like these guys have value for us, a lot of value. And if and if you can if you can somehow maneuver a trade in which you can keep athleticism and maybe go a little bit more true to the archetype of player that you're looking for and then even maybe trade both of them or some but sort o- of package. OG is the guy we're looking for. Yeah, I know, right. but but maybe maybe some sort of package in a sense where you get you what, trade a couple guys and then So what do you want back? Yeah, yeah. What like what, what somebody, how do, somebody how do you who's a little bit more of a proven scorer, I don't know. Somebody who's a little bit more of a proven NBA player who's like who's who's like around Fred's age maybe, but the you trade a couple guys away and you get a bona fide I, proven score. So my counter to that is and I know you're saying it's an overreaction, so I'm not gonna take it very seriously, but First of all, Fred, I think, while Fred, first of all, Fred's numbers this year, he's taking a step back. But we, and, we, and said, we knew that. We, and we knew he was going podcast. to. We said that. And he said, and he said, I think Fred's had a, he had a really awful last game of, yeah, uh, other than that, obviously, yeah, I totally thought he's had a really great year and he's had massive shots for us. Can I say this one thing? Yeah. I do believe, actually, from what I've seen on social media, people have been way over criticizing Fred Van Vliet. I, yeah. I saw a comment under a post recently. <laughs> he said um, we should trade him. <laughs> <laughs> that's my overreaction. Like, everyone's yeah, criticizing no, no. Fred. That's not, that's <laughs> not my argument, though. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, because, uh, again, that was my overreaction of a statement. And there's a different argument to back that up yeah. rather than from what I'm about to say about Fred Van Vliet in general. The, he only is valuable to us as a trade asset if I do believe that he is a good NBA player, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like wh- what goes to back that up? And I, I think like, just, I'm not going to take it too long. Cause I know you want stuff to talk about what, 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 what I was about to say, Sam, but um, I just personally think that I've seen comments on Instagram and a couple things just on social media and in Reddit that have been way too overcritical of Fred Van Vliet. And they, it's like, you obviously been haven't, haven't been watching the games and only been looking at the box score because Fred Van Vliet has been other than this, recent Philadelphia game, Fred has been steady, steady Freddy. He's been the guy that I'm like, I have almost no reservations or worries about mm-hmm. no matter. And he's been, he's been more uh, athletic than he was showing at the end of last season, which is great because, you know, you hope he's going to recover from in an injury. But yeah. um, I just think people are overreacting. It's like, I saw some guy comment on, on the Instagram page and like, they were saying Fred been bleed over the last six games. And they're posting his numbers, and he was like, he was like, got to get those numbers up. And I'm like, it's a different role. Huh? Yeah, it's he's, like, t- it's he's taking almost seven thing, shots. Man. He's like, taking almost six shots less per game. Exactly. Um, Think about it. Last game, how many threes did Scotty hit in that last game against two. against? Uh, he was what? Wasn't he two for two or something like that? He was like two for four. Um, maybe. Hold up. Let's see. Let's just check it real quick. Yeah, my, my, Scotty Barnes, three for, three for four. Yeah, he was seventy five percent. Like, bro, if Scotty's gonna be making, no, obviously he's not gonna make seventy five percent. But if Scotty's gonna shoot and take and potentially make more threes obviously that takes away from the threes that fred could be shooting but who do you want shooting more threes in the long run fred i i, I personally in terms of in terms of a scotty's scotty's like development oh i'm like, saying i'm saying for winning though oh yeah if yeah. you want to win games for sure he's like, saying you want, he's saying if scotty and fred are going to shoot the same um, same average should he want to shoot them oh oh yeah well um yeah. but um i think I would rather trade Gary over yeah, out of those he's two. He's the only guy I'd consider I, I, trading. I would, I would, I would say I would trade Fred over OG. Um, I, I would too. That's yeah. why I put Fred's name I, first. Um, I just don't think you could get the same package. Yeah, I think you get more for OG. 
But, yeah, well, I mean, if you had to show me the trades, but, I'm, th- I'm yeah. saying just generally, I'd rather keep OG than Fred. I think training Fred, though, does hurt losing a leader like that. Oh, yeah, like I'm not saying I want to do it, but I'm, science, saying, right. I'm saying if you make me pick one, I'm going to pick Fred. Trade. Yeah, so, maybe, so, okay, yeah. like, let, let me just say this, okay? This would never happen. I'm just using this as an archetypal person. Love you, Fred. If you trade Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi and you get somebody like Brandon Ingram... Like, or 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 no, even yeah. like God, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying is like like a bona fide score. He's decently young, well, or even like or even or even Zach Levine. Maybe is a good example, a better exactly. example. You're trading both, uh, and that's you're all you're trading. Uh, you're you're we, trading. Maybe you like. Okay, I will do that if the front office will pay the luxury okay, tax to shut. sign Gary Trent Jr. We get back. it. We get it. But, but, but we can't okay, trade but, all three of them. But. I, do you trade OG and Fred for Brandon Ingram? You're losing so much shooting. Yeah. And then we become such more one-dimensional team. I don't know if I do if, that. Maybe, right. sorry, are, maybe Zach Levine's a better example because he's around uh, that age. But yeah. he's around the same age as Fred. But I would um, trade Gary and Fred for Zach Levine. Yeah, maybe not OG. I would, yeah. Not OG. I think we need OG, man. OG is like I think every team in the NBA wants OG and Anobi on their team. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants an OG and Anobi. I think we're very lucky to have OG on our team. Yeah, and he is one of the best of that archetype in the yeah. league. But that's what I'm saying is I don't think you could make that trade unless you give away Fred or Fred okay, and so OG rather you, than so Fred and you Gary. Say you make that trade, so you'd rather have a Zach Levine than an OG. And a Fred. Together. I think it's. I think it's. If you're if you're making the trade, teams would be much more willing to to get yes, OG and true. Fred than they would be uh, Fred true, and but Gary. Then, but then, are we getting desperate if you make that trade? Yeah. Though? Like, how, how does that help the Raptors? I don't think that necessarily yeah. makes us desperate. I think we still have another like a great other. But, like, but does that send are, us to the next level? Like, those are two big pieces you're giving up for uh, for Zach. Because you're you're losing, and also yeah. that means one of your. I just don't think we have the depth to f- backfill. I just think that the the the, the consistency you're going to get out of somebody like Zach Levine. Is going to elevate your team, uh, yeah. And and like he again, like I just think he's just more of that. He would be a superstar for us. Like it would just, it would just, he would be the, he would be the main guy. I will and, say, I didn't think his defense would be better on the Raptors. Like we'd probably fix that a little bit. And it was but, better last year too. So, yeah. but I, um, yeah, but it's definitely I, a weird. What's that? <laughs> that was a wild one. That, that's that's, that's the, fact, a dig, the, fact you, the fact you didn't include Gary and in that was weird. Yeah. I know, but but like I said, Gary was my next choice. Gary because, because Gary, next choice. I think because, is, the I'm only like, reason why I didn't say Gary again is because, because if we're value. thinking about the actual trade value, sure. you're not going to get the same. People out of out of a trade for Fred and OGs, you are gonna get for Fred and, and Gary. These guys are watching rebuilds. <laughs> and Gary, <laughs> Gary, Gary might, Gary might be getting traded. <laughs> Gary getting traded might not be a hot take anyhow. Yeah, well, Kenny's videos a lot. You like, sound like you sound like Kenny. Yeah, though. like like two K, like my league, yeah. like trade find. You're like, all like ah, Gary's only two stars, but OG's three stars, yeah. so I'll trade OG. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, Gary Mike. Obviously, this is an overreaction. Yeah. All I'm saying yes, is just yes, that yes, it's yes. just that he doesn't actually want to do this. I don't want to do this, but I'm saying is <laughs> I don't that, do like this. I think that <laughs> I think there's I think there is like a, a a subset of Raptor fans that are like, do we have to make a change? Is a change necessary? I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube recently talking about like Raptor videos, talking about if there is a change that the Raptors need to make, mm-hmm. uh, like in terms of making a trade. And it's like talk to me in two months. Yeah, like the, the, no, that and that's that's exactly <laughs> hey, right. This get is their clicks, man. yeah, this is why my actually o- talk to me in a talk to me in a year, <laughs> talk to me in February. Dudes, just guys gotta get their clicks, yeah. you know. They gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But but at the same time, it's like it's like I also think at uh, to a certain extent, uh, if if the if we're seeing the same problems in two months, their arguments are valid. You know what, what I mean? Are like, we seeing, though? Well, just the, like, like if we I don't, don't if we don't, don't have the yeah. consistency of scoring and all this sort of stuff. But we have though. We yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it, it's always fun to think about like trading guys, and I do think that there's gonna be some sort of shakeup just because of contracts, not because of play. Like, there's gonna be a shakeup. Gary Trent, most notably, is most likely, 
Like if one of those five guys gets if someone's traded, getting traded, it's gonna be it's gonna be Gary. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the realistic. And, and it's trade. not even that's, that's yeah. the trade that and the Raptors would make. If you said yeah. that, it would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's, that's fine with that. That's that very fun. good. That's a very good <laughs> overreaction hot take. Yes. Um, right up, right up. Okay, the do we even have time before before we go really quick? I just want to. Did you guys know the Lakers are second defensive rating right now? I did see that. Yeah, but also I looked into it. I saw a thing. I saw on Twitter talking about this, and he said their defense is really good, but teams have shot. Um, like twenty percent worse than average on open threes. Oh, so teams are just getting missing. lucky. Yeah, teams oh, are just missing. I was gonna yeah. say because the Lakers I've watched the defense has looked better than it did. Yeah, and it's definitely better than their offense. Yeah, but like, yeah, it didn't look like second. No, no teams. <laughs> like, yeah, it teams looked, are like, just, good. Like, look good, yeah. but it looked like wow, you yeah. guys are amazing at defense. <laughs> no, yeah, just one of those one of those weird uh, yeah, small sample things. Yeah, okay, that's funny. Um, okay, you guys want to do? Let's look ahead real quick. Look, we'll do, are you on player? I mean, player of the week. I've. Oh yeah, Pascal Siakam's mine. Not very original, I know, but yeah, mine was uh, Chris Boucher because I just like. Can I can I talk about Chris Boucher for a second? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, like everyone's gonna be like, like look at how much of my voice here is on the audio because of like like my last hot take. I'm trying to defend myself here. Oh <laughs> shit. Um, that, was, that was the funniest part was you said. Uh, yeah, we trade Fred or OG. Everyone's overreacting to trading Fred, man. Like, really? Yeah. Like, you went from, you went from wanting to trade Fred to defend Fred in like 30 seconds. Yeah, funny. yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, well, that, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I just want to talk about Chris because Chris is, in a sense, for us, like Otto Porter Jr. And, like, in, this, in, the, in the, the way that he is a, a solid, um, proven bench player for mm-hmm. us and 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 he provides he's already got some amazing shot blocks he can contest shooters he can guard guys out on the p- perimeter and uh he does actually as as much as people l- like other especially other teams commentators like to make fun of chris whenever he's kind of bodied in the paint he actually can hold himself pretty well uh especially guys on the drive like on the drive where there is not a whole lot of where chris doesn't do well is when it's it's against a center like like Jared Allen, somebody who stays down low, right? Yeah, and like that's he, where when, they work. When, when, he, when he does get nudged away, he's just so long, right? Where he gets yeah. nudged, but he's still like his arms over here. Exactly. So. Whereas like whereas like if if Giannis is going off the dribble from the three point line, Chris can hold his own. Like he's not he's not necessarily going to get bodied every single time. No, and he's got great length. Too, he's got so. the length, and he can guard all different types of players. And he like his last couple games with us have been phenomenal. He's he scored ten, anywhere from ten to fifteen points. Uh, just just the just the little things that you need. His three point shooting has also looked so much better than last season. He's hit a couple corner threes for us. He's hit a couple threes at the top of the the top of the three point line. And uh, like, what's this, what's just the current three point percentage right now? Sixty two point five percent. Okay, that's oh. obviously yeah, yeah, of course. But but He's the greatest uh, of all time. But then again, but actually, in it's a sense, his free throws forty percent. But so so how many how many three points uh, has he attempted so far this season? He has shot himself a whopping five for eight from the three point line. And see. I, I think that even though that's small, that means of the attempts that he shot, he has played a decent amount of minutes these games. And, look and at look at the minutes per game. Like where's where's my minutes per game here? Seventeen. Like Fifty one minutes. Yeah, like and seventeen per game. Oh, this is this is season. This total, oh, this is on the total. season. Oh, this I total. see, I see. Um that's exactly. You're putting him for a little bit of time out there. You're you're not really uh like a total points. What am I looking at for points? Total points, thirty one points over six games. Uh, three games. Only or sorry, three. no, he's only played. Yeah, exactly. He's only played three games. He's mm-hmm. played 51 minutes in three games. Shot five for eight from three and had 31 points. 
That is a if that if that doesn't define a doesn't like scream a, MVP a, well, to you. <laughs> well, a solid just bench player for it for you. I really yeah. I don't know what does because that is just yep. he's been playing how we want him to play. He's been he's been rebounding great. What's his rebounds looking like here? Um, total nine rebounds total. Um, again, that's that's not that's not a whole lot, but he's got seven defensive rebounds. Like he's still getting on the glass. I will um, say he has looked way better than he did a year ago. Today. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's my point. That's yeah, my point. It's yeah. like I think just even at the end of last season, he's already looking better than he was at the end of last. And season. And it's also nice to see that uh, the injury hasn't. Like, yeah, he's, he's looked athletic. He's looked fast. Yeah, so it's nice to see the injuries. Yeah, and that's that's why it's, that yeah. I chose Chris because he's just been like. He's come back and done exactly what we asked him. Yeah, for. and like yeah. whereas you haven't seen that from a player, you really haven't seen that from to the same extent. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's Gary, because like I just I just expected a step up, at least in, even in the first couple games. Like I know it's I know that's a, a lot to put on a guy like Gary, but yeah. if your role is to be the shooter on the team, and you and in the last game against Philadelphia, you kind of shit the bed. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta like Gary's Gary's had a 20 points 27 point game already. Yeah, he's got he's that's averaging. Fine. About a point more than last year. And, and he, about, he, right now, he's, he's averaging 39% from three. Yeah, he's, he's shooting 40% yeah. right now. On yeah. nine point three attempts. Like that's I guess that's better than yeah. what I was thinking. But but even still, I just I guess I just haven't haven't seen I don't know what like what yeah, his game hasn't transformed in any way. Yeah. Like yeah. he's got a couple he's the same tries. Player. He's the same but he player. I mean and he's the same player. I was expecting him to be the same player. I know you have a different opinion on him. But I mean he's doing he's yeah, he, he's I just, doing I just what expected we need him to yeah. be doing a little bit more breakout. You know what I mean? Right. Not necessarily like one point over. I would maybe like for the first six games of the season, I would expecting him to be averaging maybe like even close to three more points than he is. Like, right like coming now. out of the game super hot. Coming out of the game super hot. And I was really I was expecting that. So like to defend Gary though, I think he had his big coming out that right before we traded for him in Portland. Or I guess the bubble. I guess yeah. the bubbles kind of broke yeah. out. So I mean like it, it's hard to expect him to do it every year to have a big yeah, jump like yeah. that. But no, I, I do sure. know what you mean. Yeah. But I just just like just. Like I don't know. I, I just think that I if I'm thinking about the, him as a player and his mm -hmm. ceiling and my personal opinion on Gary Trent Jr., mm -hmm. I think that he could be a sub superstar and it's like, you know, I, I just He's want him to be putting up those types of stuff. You can't do that without consistency. You can't do that without having a you know, a twenty seven point game night and then the next score the next night you score twenty three, the next night you maybe score thirty one. Like, you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. keeping like we talked about this with Pascal, but keeping the variability in the scoring, you know, stuff like that. But anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about Gary. I'm talking about Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for this past um, second week um, of Raptors my, basketball. Great to see you. My player of the week is really quick, uh, is uh so I, I I didn't have Pascal and Chris were objectively the two yeah. most standout players this week. So I'm just gonna say my play of the week is uh Fred Bleat, man, keep your head up. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just for his ego. Yeah. <laughs> just for his confidence. Yeah. And if you don't play well, we're trading you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, looking ahead, I have a better way to do this now because I've been looking at the schedule in weird ways. Okay, so we've got the Hawks. We play the Hawks twice, right? This week? Nope. Once. Okay. So we're, we're done playing teams nope, we don't, twice Sam. in a row. <laughs> so this week we've got the Hawks tonight on Halloween night. Ooh, it's costumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> quick. That's uh, such a dad thing to say. <laughs> You're like, we got the Hawks on Halloween. Uh, and then a little quick little road trip. Uh, San, An San Antonio we're on the, Wednesday. We're in Texas for a little few and days And then there. Mavs on Friday. And then we will be at the next game are we on Sunday. Yeah, we're going yeah, to a Raptors we're, game. Yeah, we're, we're going to be going to a Raptors yet. game. Yeah. I guess we haven't announced that yet. But 
Uh, if you care at all. Yeah. Well, uh, so <laughs> we're, we'll be there. Yeah. If you guys want to come and yeah. see yeah. me and greet, <laughs> all 20 of you, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you got to sign up. Yeah, okay. all, all, all of our subscribers and 55 subscribers. Yeah. If all 55 of you who are definitely watching this right now, yeah. who want to come to the Raptors game that we're going to and pay $400, just to see and come, us. You come see us. Yeah. We'll be we there. also have a charge to see us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No flash we'll be doing signings. Yeah. It's a big, yeah. Yeah, we got to stand. Imagine yep. if we had a rap chat stand there. That'd be crazy. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. We could like We're pull one up. <laughs> no we, one get, we get led away within three minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, are, why are you using our logo, yeah. our Raptors logo yeah. on the Chevron? We get, we get sued. Yeah. <laughs> sued for copyright. Um, but yeah, three games this week. Little road trip. Uh, uh, Atlanta's going to be really fun. Atlanta will be a fun uh, they one. They're playing very well lately. They match up. We don't match up well against them. Well, like it's different matchups, yeah. right? It's interesting matchups. Yeah. So uh, it's not evenly matched up. So it's going to be interesting to watch. See fun. how we do it. San Antonio's been red hot. Yeah. Always uh, fun playing young teams. Yeah, and they always seem to beat us one game every two years. So yeah. Every year, they beat us one of the two. So. There's always a pesky young team. Yeah. And the Mavs, you know, see how they defend Luka. That's always I'm really excited to see our... our I, think, uh, I think we'll do well against the Mavs. We should yeah. do well against these one superstar teams. Yeah. And we we are... I would say we're definitely more athletic, you know, than, than the Mavs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think I just want to see our athleticism against a team like that. They're, they're another one of those, like... They're slow pace. slow pace teams like, like Philadelphia. Yeah. But they are a team that I totally could see going to the Western Conference Finals this mm-hmm. year. And uh, it's like... Didn't I, you... Didn't you... Say no when I no, said he, no. No, no. no. Oh, he agreed with you. I said no. Oh, he agreed. Oh, yeah. No, I knew you disagreed. I knew you disagreed. He loves Jalen Brunson. I thought you agreed with him. Yeah, I remember you agreeing with him. Yeah. Yeah. I knew Sam was the... the... I don't think the Mavericks are a playoff team. I'm just the tiebreaker <laughs> here, crazy, boys. Dude. I can't... Bro, Victor Wimayama's going to look good in Dallas Blue. Oh, man. That'd be wild. Yeah, so that'll be a really fun game. If Dallas drafts Wemby, I'll buy the jersey. I'll buy four of the jerseys. I don't want a Dallas jersey. I don't like their colors. Blue and white. What do you mean? Yeah. I just, I'm joking. I kind of do like you Dallas get, jerseys. I know. I actually like them too. I like them too. Yeah, um, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyways, wrap it up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, so we want to thank every single one of you for tuning in and listening to the Rap Chat podcast. Remember, we post uh, podcasts on Mondays and weekly videos. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, remember to comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating. And also, please leave us a review. Please. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter yes, at the Rap Chat Official, where we post clips uh, of the show all and the all things Rap Chat and Raptors related. All the time. Uh, we are your hosts, Luke Dick. Elias Eldridge. And Sam Kenny. That's Sam Kenny, everybody. Peace, Peace. out. Later. Later.